I am not the hero of this story. I don't suppose I ever was the hero of any of these stories I set down to make some sense of the senseless. At least I've been writing of the hero all this while, even back when I'd supposed my brother little more than a flaming plague on the surviving wild household. Admittedly, I played a role in the war between the manufactory girls and the men who'd wronged them so savagely, and I managed to be clever and discreet, which is why Chief of Police George Washington Matsill trusts me with solving his most controversial crimes in the first place. Though I always take justice as far as I can, I've hushed up many a shame-stained scandal in my time as a star police. I'd stand up and applaud myself, if I deserved it. So I'll sit here and keep writing. Despite my former bartender's attention to detail and the fact that people tend to press their darkest secrets into my palms like razor-edged love tokens, neither of which qualities I can even take credit for, as they come naturally, I'm not particularly bright. Clever, yes. Oh, I've found myself so very, very clever at times. But as my brother Val frequently mentions, I am also dim as dusk. And when I think about that now, about how much more I could have done and what others were forced to do in my stead, something in my chest begins a deliberate downward tear. Oh, not that yet. That part of the story will come all too soon. I am not the hero, as I mentioned, but I was playing it one when it began. I stood huddled in the doorway of a sail repair shop in plain view of the lumbering East River, jostled by leathery first mates placing orders. I had a fine vantage point of the James Slip, just at the corner of Oliver and South Streets, briny April wind in my face a pickled seaside sun in my eyes. Birds wheeled above, screaming for scraps. There are plentiful dregs to be found along the waterfront. We were after the human variety. When can we expect this cold-hearted villain to make his appearance? My friend Jacob Peist asked, ducking into his gruel-speckled muffler. My closest police comrade has a tendency to wear what he eats, I think of Peist as my partner in whatever it is we do, since I don't know the name for hunting down criminals after the fact rather than stopping crimes in progress as the roundsmen do. Somebody should conjure one up. The police have existed for three years now. That's plentiful time to have figured out a title for my job. Most of the copper stars walk in circuits, eyes peeled for mayhem. Thanks to Chief Matzel's esteem, I decipher unsolved mayhem. Whenever I can borrow Peist, I do. It's keener sport with a mad companion beside me. His eyes are invaluable, and he's honest as the frayed cuffs on his frock coat. I likewise appreciate that he resembles your friendlier breed of barnacle and talks like a knight-errant. It's a good job there aren't many windmills left in Manhattan and that jousting poles are similarly scarce or Mr. Peist would never set aside the time police work requires. 